Yo, yo, yiggity, yo, blah, blah, blah. It's time for another trial bite from Mr. Chupan, a.k.a. Austin, a.k.a. the host of the podcast, uh, as it is known. Let me make sure that my microphone is up high. Yes, it is. Um, so, yeah. Um, first things first, uh, the podcast that is posted currently is um, is the low-quality version, and here's what happened. Um, one of the sound files is strangely... Uh, how do you say? It's strangely out um, out of sync with the rest of ours in a way that is not solvable by usual methods. Uh, so I have to kind of sit there and manually listen to it and make sure that I can clip chunks. And I've been on a lot of conference calls recently this week, and I haven't been able to kind of multitask while I work. So I wasn't able to do that. So yeah, uh, the low-quality recording is our solution for now. I'm going to try to do the best that I can to get uh, the files synced up and get the episode proper uploaded ASAP because low quality sucks. It's a pain to the ears. Uh, and I can't believe that professional um, professional sites actually do put them up there sometimes. I won't name names, but uh, they do. And, you know, frankly, if, if, I, if I were doing this 24-7, there was no way that I'd let this happen. But, you know, I apologize for the for the... For the gross quality and the technical incompetence. Um, but anyway, this is a trilobite. We're talking about what we've been playing and games and shit, not about woes. So, uh, after I left my DS home, um, I guess it was last week from work, uh, I picked it up over the weekend and played the two shooters that I got for cheaper than normal on Amazon that, uh, I think last month or so. It was, uh, um, a $20 deal for each game. Uh, Nano Stray 2 and Geometry Wars Galaxies for the DS. Uh, both are good games. Uh, I would recommend... Recommendation is different depending on what type of person you are. I mean, not many people seem to like traditional shmups anymore, so maybe you want to stay clear to Nano Stray 2 because that's what it is. Uh, at the same time, uh, because I am a shmup guy, I kind of think it's better than Geometry Wars Galaxies. Um, but if you have not, if you're not familiar with either, uh, Geometry Wars Galaxies is a is a twin stick shooter, uh, and by that mean by that I mean you use one stick to move and one stick to shoot, and so you could be moving to the left while shooting to the right. Um, it's a 2D plane, uh, and it I would say it originated I believe on. Uh, on the Xbox with Project Gotham Racing 2 as like a hidden Easter egg, and then it came to Xbox Live Arcade, and most of you know what you know about this, but you know, bear with me here. Uh, little critters come out from the sides of the screen, and, and you know, you just have to kind of down them, and it's it's more about survival and scoring as many points as you can, uh, taking down waves after waves after waves of of, of enemies, um, and the dual stick nature makes this possible that but to to sweep around with your shots and everything, so. Um, the DS version uses the touchpad, I'm sorry, the touchscreen instead of a second stick. It takes a little bit getting used to, but it is a very, uh, it's a very competent solution to uh, to translating this game over, and it works pretty well once you get the hang of the fact that there's no tactile feedback, there's no spring that you would get with an analog stick, but there's still like, put it this way, uh, stylus controls work for first-person shooters on the DS. Uh, I, I can say that again. I don't care who you are, they work. But they work for the DS, and if you're used to those, you should be able to get used to Galaxy's uh, control scheme with maybe about five minutes of play. Um, 
But uh, what I like about it is how they added a little bit of depth to the original Geometry Wars formula. Uh, you're not just running around shooting. I mean, you're not just flying around shooting things um, in a rectangular plane. The stages vary in shape and size. And when you down an enemy, it leaves off a geod, uh, geome, sorry, a geome, which I guess acts as currency in this game. Uh, certain enemies leave more geoms, but you know the point is that you 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 collect these, and you can um, you can unlock other stages, and you can unlock uh, more abilities for your drone. Uh, your drone is a little critter that follows you around, and it does one of several things which you choose at the beginning of each stage. Uh, you can set it to attack, you can set it to defend you, you can set it to go out and collect geoms, you can set it to snipe, I don't know what snipe does yet, but anyway, you can select one of these before going into each stage, not all, but only one, and you level up the one that you've chosen, so, um, I don't know, I haven't really been able to tell what the behavior does, because there's so many things flying around on the screen, so I don't know if it means that you can only choose one to level up, but it'll do everything, or if you are choosing what it can do while you're on the stage. I am assuming it's a ladder, but anyways. And so, you know, there's this whole kind of exper experience element and this whole kind of unlocking things with points element to it that makes a little bit more uh a, a little bit more involved than the original Geometry Wars. It's not as pretty obviously, but you know, it gets the job done and it's good for, you know, 5 to 10 minute spurts of gameplay. Uh, unless you're one of those obsessed guys who, who can play it hours on end just to get a higher score. Um, the medal system is here where each level uh, get, awards you a medal de depending on how many points you've scored, so there's that to look forward to. Um, yeah, all in all, it's a good purchase, um, especially if you can find it for 20 bucks, definitely. Uh, and I would recommend this over the Wii version uh, simply because you can take it anywhere, and it's the same game, and I would guess from what a lot of people have told me that the Wii controls are nowhere near as good as the DS ones. So, uh, Nanostray 2, on the other hand, again, is a more traditional shooter. Um, it uh, it comes from Shinen Multimedia, who is either famous or infamous, depending on how you look at it, for its shooters on the Game Boy Advance uh, called Iridion 3D. Those weren't very good games, but the, what they did do was push the technology of the GBA. It looked really impressive. I, I suggest you go look at uh, gameplay footage to see just what it did on the on the GBA when it first came out. Um, it's spelled I-R-I-D-I-O-N, Iridion. Um, Impressive-looking game. Didn't play very well, but then they came out and said, we're going to make a DS game, uh, and it's going to look good, and it's going to you know, use a touchscreen and... Uh, didn't work out so well. The touchscreen was only to select different weapons in the first one, and it was kind of awkward because you kind of had to take off your take your eyes off of the gameplay screen to see which weapon you were selecting. And in a shmup, that's a big no-no. But it was still a competent shooter, and you got used to where each weapon was on the touchscreen. Um, the other problem, though, was the perspective. It was a uh, it was a pseudo top-down behind the ship perspective, which in and of itself isn't a problem. But then it would have borders on the side of the screen. Uh, invisible borders um, that kind of basically you because it was you know three dimensional the way it kind of, when when you move your ship further up the screen it's also moving into the screen if you can kind of picture that and so basically you would see your ship getting smaller from behind or above as it would move into the screen but likewise your playing field would also shrink 
Now, you didn't see this because you saw the background graphics, and that's fine. But when you try to nudge up all the way against the right edge of the screen and you're in the bottom right corner, yeah, you're in the bottom right corner. Now, if you push up and your ship moves up, it's not only going to move up, but it's also going to move inwards a little bit. And, and that sucks because your enemies can come in from that upper corner of the screen that you can't access. And when enemies left behind coins for you to pick up, you could not pick those up because you couldn't move there. Uh, Iridium 3D takes that all the way. It's directly top-down. There's no border. It's either directly top-down or... Did I say Iridium? I meant Nanostray 2. I'm sorry. Um, Nanostray 2 removes those borders because it's straight top-down or it's straight left to right. So it's a side-scroller and a vert shooter, depending on which stage you choose, which you know, which I, li I like that kind of variety. Uh, it's reminiscent of, I believe, either Life Force or Salamander or Gradius 2. I can't remember which one of those three. Maybe all of them. But uh, it's really pretty. It moves at a silky smooth 60 frames a second, and I, I really like that. Um, the weapons are somewhat interesting. The one thing that's worse about... Uh, maybe not worse, but just not as exciting about this game in comparison to the first one, is that the first one let you have five weapons at your disposal at any time. All you had to do was select them on the touchscreen. This one, not so much. Uh, this one, you get just a regular old uh, pistol. Not pistol, I'm sorry. This is an airplane. This is a shmup. This is a spaceship game. You only got your main laser, phaser, whatever you want to call it. And then your sub-weapon, you, you choose at the beginning of each stage. So kind of like in Street Fighter 3, you only get one super art. You only get one special weapon to choose here. Um, and you can't cycle through them during gameplay. Uh, you can cycle through uh, what these two little drones... Boy, both of these shooters have drones, don't they? You can cycle through what your drones do in this game. You can have up to two drones that fire in any which way. So you can, you can customize it to fire in one of three preset positions. Uh, what I do is I have them shooting behind me at an angle, so it's like a reverse spread rifle. Ahead of me at an angle, so it's like the regular spread rifle, like from Contra or something. And then directly up and down, so that you're firing forward, up, and down, not backwards. Uh, and this helps because enemies come from above and below you and behind you, and it's, it's fucking insane. Um, and it's kind of got a little bullet hellish vibe to it because, you know, you've got to have a shooter where the screen is covered in bullets. Um, so, other than that, I mean, it's, this is, and this is not a bad thing, but it's somewhat rudimentary in that respect, where at least with the original Nano Stray, you were able to cycle between weapons at your disposal. Uh, this one, not so much. This one also seems to abandon the chain mechanism from the, from the old one. In the old Nano Stray, with every wave of enemies you defeated, you would get an, a multiplier in chain. So, kind of like Ikaruga, where you defeat uh, three enemies in a row of the same color, you get like one chain, and you keep on getting chains, depending on if you could successfully keep that up. Uh, that first Nano Stray did it based on the waves, that, waves of enemies that you shut down. This one, either, okay, either they do do it, and I don't see it anywhere, or they just doesn't do it at all. So, I don't know. But, um... Yeah, that makes it fairly rudimentary, but it's still pretty, it's still fast, it's still frantic. It's just another shooter, um, and f another shmup. And for me, that's a good thing, as long as it's well-designed, and I think it is. It's not It's not up to par with something like Ikaruga or Radiant Silvergun or Gradius V, but it's pretty good. Um, it's like on that second level, I'd say. Uh, it's worth it for me as a DS owner and as a shmup fan. Like I said at the outset, um, I like it more than G I do Geometry Wars Galaxies. That's just a personal preference. doesn't necessarily mean it's built better. Um, 
But uh, of these two games, yeah, both of the you could, you can't go wrong with either of them if you just like shooting shit in two D. Um, and for me, both of them were good buys, and for the time being, at least, it's got me away from some uh, some games that of that I have not been able to kick. Such as, uh, what was I playing? Rise of Nations. Yeah, I haven't touched that in a while, so, you know, thank God for the DS. Uh, I did start playing Deus Ex again, one of my favorite PC games ever. Uh, not the PlayStation 2 version, the PC version. Uh, it's still an ugly-ass game. It's still fun as hell. Uh, I'm trying to take the path of least resistance. I found a couple of new spots, um in the New York stage, if you know what I'm talking about, if you've played this game before. Um, I used to only visit the sewer in the New York stage right after Liberty Island. Uh, I'm sorry, right after Battery Park. I used to visit that only a little bit and just go one, down one tunnel and get like some, some weapon. But for the first time ever, I saved the scientist friend of Smuggler. So um, that was kind of cool to discover that after like how many years of this game being out in the market? Nine years. Um, I, I love this game. But... Um, and I've been trying to trank or uh, or prod every single uh, NSF agent that I that I can instead of taking them down. Because most of the time, what would happen is I would take the tranquilizer darts and I would try to prod as many as I could. But eventually, I'd have to get down to a firefight where I'd have to kill them. And I found a you know I'm trying to run through the through it without killing anybody, not anybody, but not killing NSF agents. I killed Majesco. Uh, Majesco, listen to me. I killed Majestic Twelve agents in that sewer just because, like, I didn't. I knew they were bad guys, so I didn't care. But the NSF agents, you know, spoiler alert. Yeah, uh, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you know, I'm not gonna spoil the game. Um, but uh, I've been looking at texture packs and trying to see. I tried the high definition texture pack and it crashed. So, sucks to that. Um, I, I took. I, I got a DirectX Nine renderer from. Um, through a link from Aberinculus, who is a GameSpot user. Uh, shout out to Aberinculus for the link. Yeah, I don't know if it really improves it much, but I'll, I'll have to wait and see because I might have tinkered with the .ini file in the wrong way, so we'll see what happens. Um, but ugly or not, this, that, that game is just something that I will always go back to at some point. He made a mention in his blog. Uh, he had a motivational poster that said Deus Ex. Whenever someone mentions it, someone, somewhere will reinstall it. And that someone was me this time. It's a great game. Uh, if you have the me, It's on Steam for $10. Um, just get it. It's 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 a good game. It'll run on any system that can handle DirectX 7, okay? It's nine years old. It's ugly, yes, but it it's it's got a, a an interesting story. It's got an interesting RPG level-up system. Um, it's a first-person shooter as well. Uh, you can go through it without killing anybody. So it's and it's also a stealth game. It's 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 all these things rolled up into one. It's a great game. Go get it. Um, I also went to uh, the Village Poorhouse in New York City, where RockGamer.com hosts a um, hosts a rock band night. And it was especially cool because I kept on hearing from it. Uh, Alex Navarro, who is now with Harmonix, formerly of GameSpot, was like, "Dude, you got to come down." And I'm like. I work in Pennsylvania, and then he said, you're a bitch because you didn't come down. Ha, 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 ha. I'm having fun, and you're not. But that's Alex for you. But uh, I finally made it uh, to the Rock Gamer one. This was not a Harmonic-sponsored one, so I didn't get to see Alex, but that's, you know, I, at least I got to go down there. Um, you put down your name, uh, your friends' names, which instruments you're going to play, which song you're going to play. You give it to the MC. Uh, her name is Isabella. She's pretty cool. Um, and she picks it at random, I think through an Excel sheet. 
or just out of a hat. And then you go up. Or you can sign up as a mercenary if you're just saying, look, I could play guitar or vocals whenever anybody needs a guitarist or a vocalist, and then they call you up there if you, you know, if you, you're picked at random. Um, goes, it went from 7 to 11, I, and then I went to my friend uh, Megu's house uh, apartment uh, with my other friend Maurice, who we, we, us three, along with another friend, went down to Atlantic City, as I mentioned in my last trilobite. Um, and we went to play Guitar Hero Metallica at her apartment after the Poorhouse event. And uh, I gotta say, as much as I'm not necessarily going to buy this game, because I just wish it were DLC, and I don't want to pay full retail price for, for something they could have just easily let me pick and choose, it's got some fun-ass songs on there. I mean, I'm not a Metallica fan by any means. I don't dislike them. I'm just exploring my music, because, you know, as, as some of you may know, I've been mostly listening to hip-hop and some classical. So I'm still in my exploratory phase. I'm exploring Metallica, among other groups. And uh, I don't know many of the songs, but I played Dyer's Eve, which everyone was like, oh, shit, that shit is hard. And I barely scraped by with, like, 88%. That shit almost killed my left fretting hand and my strumming hand. It was crazy. Um, but it was a lot of fun. The solo was a lot of fun. It The, the, the World Tour engine, I got to say, makes things a bit too easy. Uh, I, I am thankful for the fact that, you know, I can actually pass some of these crazy-ass solos without having to practice them for, like, ages and ages. Uh, but I shouldn't... I don't feel like I... Someone of my level, I shouldn't be able to t uh, just do the one solo from one without needing star power. And because they make it like the World Tour version where you can just tap them without strumming... Uh, and you can just kind of wail on the slide bar. It takes a little bit of the challenge away, and it not like I'd ever get to the point where I could do the one solo, like the the initial that first part. Like second part of the solo, I can do fine with with like hand side behind my back. But the first part, I I know I'm never gonna get good enough to do it, but at least I can do it with the uh, star power, you know. And that's how I pass it. But I'm not that good. I shouldn't be able to do it without. You know, with just tapping, and World Tour lets me do it, and I, I, to each his own, I guess, but I kind of feel like the World Tour leniency should be on Rock Band, and the Rock Band uh, strictness should have been on Guitar Hero. Maybe a little bit looser, but still, like, because Rock Band is the more party-oriented, casual game, in my opinion, and, and Guitar Hero World Tour is more for the hardcore people who like to compete. Because they got all the crazy-ass songs with the crazy solos on there. And then in Rock Band, most of that stuff is relegated to DLC. And even if it weren't, the fact that it's... The fact that I see it being represented more at parties just signals to me that like this is one of the things that a more casual group of players is going to want to be able to pick up and play. And World Tour is... Uh, you know what? I don't know. This is just me. Anyway, so... Uh, Coming to your 20 minutes now. The podcast is up as low quality. If you want to wait, I'm going to try and do as best I can a job of, of, of syncing up that other file and putting up our high-quality version. But I will say don't hold your breath. I'm you know, I'm short on time. So, um, yeah. Give it a listen. If you can tolerate it, just listen to it anyways. If not, you know, you'll be waiting for... You might be waiting for as long as a week and a half to two weeks, and I hope I don't have to make you wait, but that might happen. Uh, it's it's tough to edit these things when you have a when you have a day job, especially. But um, yeah, so 
Listen to the podcast, send us comments, mailbag at trygames.net, M-A-I-L-B-A-G, or M-A-L-E-B-A-G. Either or works for me. Um, I won't judge you. And, uh, yeah, that'll be it. So this is a Trial Byte, uh, signing off. Later. <laughs>